Hello and welcome to BizQuick. I'm Corey. And I'm Julie. And today on our show, we have Chad Felderhoff. He is the owner and director of operations for Munster Milling Company out of Munster, Texas. Welcome, Chad. That's right. You're listening to BizQuick. This is where Julie and Corey provide quick and useful information to small business owners. BizQuick is the podcast where small business owners get to showcase their businesses and receive expert advice and guidance in areas many entrepreneurs struggle with. And you, the listener, get solutions, tips, and tricks on real-world topics that many small business owners face. Julie and Corey are the experts small businesses hire when they need solutions. And the BizQuick podcast is just one way they deliver those solutions. Let's start the show. Hi, guys. How are y'all? We are good. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I've I've been looking forward to it. I've listened to quite a few of your podcasts, and when the opportunity came up to to hop on, I I felt like I could at least provide some insight or garner some knowledge from from y'all as well. So I'm looking forward to it. Fantastic! You are our first family-owned business that we've had on first legacy family business. So this is exciting. Oh, oh man, I've got stories. <laughs> so let's start off by having you tell our listeners a little bit about um, your business and exactly like what prompted you to, j- to jump on our podcast. Okay. Yeah. So we are a uh, fourth generation owned family business. We do pet food, animal feeds, uh, recently just got into the freeze dried business. And so we've been around for 88 years. We like to say we're an 88-year-old startup because we're always encountering something new and different. Uh, we, My brother and I bought the business from our parents about three years ago. And so we've had all those fun conversations that you get to have when you buy your parents out. Uh, and then, you know, I, I felt like there was, there's definitely some, I can help some people out because I know where I was three years ago trying to navigate a family business transaction was was difficult and there's not a whole lot of books and not a whole lot of information out there because most family businesses don't make it past the second generation wow i didn't know that so family business super everything's super easy right because everybody gets along all the time there's never any like fights or complications Oh, it's, it's just butterflies every day when you walk into the office. <laughs> That's my guess. Yeah, I know how yeah. families work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, butterflies, cinnamon rolls, and hot coffee every morning when you walk in. <laughs> that has to be nice. <laughs> yeah, and in the afternoons, you have popcorn and watch a movie. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. So what's, it, what's it really like? Well, so funny story about the popcorn, right? So one of the one of the gals in the front office, uh, this was probably like six months after I had I'd come back to the family business. She was popping popcorn and burnt it in the microwave in the break room. <laughs> and so it happens. I get it, right? That's it, just part of it. And I went to I went to heat up my breakfast the next morning in the microwave and like. When I say burnt popcorn, like there were outlines of popcorn in the microwave, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, me being me, I, I took it and threw it out in a dumpster and went and bought a new one. You know, it's a microwave. It's 20 bucks. And 
Next thing I know, mom's standing in the office. What happened to my microwave? And I said, uh, it's in the dumpster. Why? <laughs> well, somebody burned popcorn in it and it, it wasn't good. She's like, we've had that for 15 years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's probably time for a new one. So she, she wasn't really thrilled about that. So uh, just, just to preface that, I went out into the corporate world before I came back to the family business. So I had a little different perspective of, I guess, how operationally things should run. Did, did you, like growing up, did you always think that you were going or know that you were going to own the family business or is, did you try and, you know, get away as fast as you could? Two, two answers to that, that question, because that's, that's complicated. So growing up in it, you know, my, my grandfa- my grandparents worked here at that time. I worked since I was old enough to work basically uh, in the family business. And that's just kind of one of those things you do. And yes and no, it was always one of those things. Yeah, maybe I will. I don't know. I, I'd like it. Maybe we'll see. Um, and so our family is always really competitive like ultra competitive. It's so it's, it was kind of one of those things, a, a little bit of a chip on my shoulder because everybody's like, Oh, you're just going to go work for your dad. I'm like, well, it's, it's not that easy. If you've never been the, the business owner's son or daughter or whatever, and, and have to go work in the business, they just think that you get the nice, easy jobs. And it was like, no, that, that down there in that hole, there's some wet grain that's been down there for three weeks. It's time for it to get cleaned out. Yep. Put Chad down there. Get him, get him in there. Like this is, this is not just the, the riding high on the drinking Coke sitting on the break room table. Um, it was, it was definitely difficult from that standpoint. And so I, I wasn't, I wasn't completely sure if I was going to or not. So I went off to, to college and got my undergrad did an internship and, you know, looked at moving off job market. Wasn't great. Ended up working at a grocery store for two and a half years. Uh, worked in retail, was a manager in the retail side of things. Didn't like it. Like I, there's only so many bad gallons of milk that you can take back from some old lady. <laughs> it's like, you know, here we are, it's in Texas, it's July my milk was warm when I got home. Well, ma'am, where, where else have you been? Oh, well, I made five other stops. It's like, you know, and you just gotta say, yes, we'll get you another gallon of milk. And so I always wanted to be in the ag industry. And so I went back, got my grad degree and all that kind of fun stuff. And then went to work for a corporate, uh, a, a giant grain elevator company and you know, long story short, after 13 addresses in seven years, my wife said, I'm tired of moving. And my brother was working in the family business. And he's like, Hey, we need, we need some help on the operation side. Like if, if we're going to, if it's going to grow, I need help. Otherwise I'm walking away. And so Texas is home for my wife and it's home for me. And, you know, uh, South Dakota was not the greatest spot in the world. Force at that time, so, you got a lot to do there. Yeah, yeah. You know, we did live by the infamous corn palace, so there was that. Sweet, <laughs> that had to be a lot of fun, though. 
<laughs> Once a year it was. <laughs> yeah. As the as the the owner's son, you know, it's in yeah. the family or whatever. Did you feel like you had to work harder because everybody thought that you know, you were you were getting the easy jobs, like you had to prove yourself to to the employees. Yeah, a lot of it was is yeah, I had to I had to work harder, you know, it, it was a physical job. And so in Texas, football's king, right? And so over the summer, I'm throwing 50-pound sacks. That's like, it's a great workout, you know? And then, then the guys at the, at the office that are in the back throwing sacks as well, they're like, well, you're young. You need a workout. Get back here. You're throwing sacks. And it was throw 40 sacks, move around the line, throw 40 sacks, you know? And they, they would just set me at the end of the sacking line. And you just go until you need a break, you know? We'll, we'll let you know when our, when it's our turn to throw sacks. And so, yeah, there, there was some of that and they, they'd pick on me a little bit here and there because I was a young punk kid and, you know, uh, I, I was supposed to get ready for football. So they, they made me climb to the top of the legs and do, do all that little not fun stuff. Good workout for you though. Good. It was a good workout. Yeah, exactly. So I, you came back, you're working with your brother, and then you, y'all decided to buy out your parents. Yep. What, what was that process like? <laughs> well, I don't think you've got five hours, but I'll, I'll try to condense it. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> so long story short, our parents did a great job, grew the business. They were comfortable. We all have, my brother and I, we've got kids. And the business was growing and we wanted to take it a different direction in order to kind of help our kids get through college and all that kind of fun stuff, put food on the table. And mom and dad just weren't ready for that risk, that appetite, right? They had their, it was a steady income. We had one customer that was 65% of our business. That's not good. That's scary. That's, that's really scary. And while they got it, they didn't get it, right? So they were just like, yeah, he's 60, yeah, whatever. You know, it's it's all good. And we're like, no, that that doesn't that doesn't compute. And so long story short, we kept the pressure on on wanting to make changes, wanting to do different things, approach things differently. We had 25 people at the time that I came back. We're up to 65 now. So we've grown tremendously and it, it was basically it, the conversation was as well, if you, if you want to make those changes, you just need to buy it. And we said, okay, uh, we're, we're poker players. And if you're going to call our bluff, you better be ready. And <laughs> so, uh, and dad's a poker player too. So he got, he got some other guys involved. And, and so there was a little bit of a bidding war and I, w- I wouldn't, quite say it was a war, but uh, we were able to give him what he wanted from a, an employment standpoint, a money standpoint. And we basically went to the bank and just said, how much money will you give, give us for it? And they, they gave us a chunk of money and we kind of worked out the deal from that standpoint. And so um, it was, there were a lot of interesting moments. One of, one of the greatest ones I think was uh, dad, Dad wanted everything to be contract, you know, lawyers involved because 
he he had four siblings or five siblings as well, and he's the only one that owned the business. So he got in that with his siblings later on in life. We we're like, yep, great. We need a contract. Let's do it legal. Let's let's get it all buttoned up. And so we we reached out to a lawyer that we know and who who does merger and acquisition. He came back and he's like, oh yeah, who's your dad using as a legal firm? This this firm. Okay, great. I know where I know where this is going. So he's like, I just did a an M and A with that firm across town. You know, six months ago. I know what they're going to get to hands us this contract. And it's like 67 pages long. And it was all the disclosures, all that, you know, stuff. Dad looks at it and throws it on the ground and says, I want 15 pages worth of a contract. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay. 15 pages. That's, that's kind of random, but we'll see what we can do. And so we went back to our lawyer and, He's like, well, it's going to be 67 if he continues to use that, that firm. And long story short, he got us a contract that was 15 pages and that's what dad wanted. So that's, that's, that's what we did. That's random, but <laughs> yeah. We're going to take a quick break to have Chad from Munster Milling give you some information on special deals for you, our listeners for Black Friday. Hey guys, Chad with Munster here. And uh, if you don't know about us, we're a fourth generation family owned dog food company out of Munster, Texas. We've been making dog food for four generations here. We care about your pets. We know your pets and we can feed your pets. Go to MunsterMilling.com. We've got some Black Friday specials going on right now. We've got uh, door busters that start on Thursday and in Friday morning, and we'll have deals running all week long. We'll have small business and Cyber Monday deals. Go to MunsterMilling.com to check it out. Awesome. Thanks, Chad. Tell us about some of the, some of the struggles that you've had um, with the family, like keeping it, you know, business and family apart. Yeah, so it's always fun at, at Christmas and Thanksgiving and all that kind of fun stuff because you you try not to talk about work, but all of a sudden work pops up. And then my wife and my, uh, my sister-in-law and everybody's like, God, we're talking about dog food again at the, at the Christmas table. Right. <laughs> um, so that's, that's one of them. And you know, as nuanced as it is, it just happens. It's, it's that big a part of your life. Right. Uh, so that happens. You don't, you talk about the podcast, I'm sure at a family event or something like that. It, it's just more nuanced because it's everybody in the family is involved in it at some point. And then honestly, just drawing lines in the sand. So my brother does the sales side of stuff and I do the operation side and we, we've got an office and we got a conference room table in between us. And if we're having a discussion and we meet at the conference room table, we know it's probably time to sit down and just back up a little bit and, and actually think about the, the problem, right? Um, because it, it is one of those things. Your, your family, you try, try to separate it, but it never happens. Um, and some people's understanding is completely different from, from a family member. So, you know, we, as we bought the business and took over and did more things, we hurt feelings in the family side of things. So uh, 
for example, my mom was, she was an accountant, bookkeeper, great job, did awesome, wanted to get out and travel the world, but didn't want to leave her desk. <laughs> didn't, didn't want to, to give up that, that stuff. And so, yeah, I remember we had this plan. Okay. In a year, we're going to get you out. So you don't have to worry about coming in or do anything. We're going to hire people in. We're going to get all this done. We get a year later and nothing's really, she hasn't moved forward on that. We hired some people, but she didn't train them. And so then it was, they were gone and we kind of moved some duties around, switched some duties around and she came back and wanted to take right back over. I'm like, no, that's part of you working your way out. And that was not a fun conversation. You know, I don't imagine it was that's, that's hard. Yeah. And I, I couldn't imagine with family, like I've never worked with my family, not really. Uh -huh. Um, but you know, I've, I've worked with really good friends over the years and I've had to fire really good friends and I've had responses from, Oh, cool. Does that mean I don't have to come into work today to, uh, I didn't talk to a guy for six years. Um, and so I, I imagine with family, that makes it even more, a little more difficult. Yeah. And so I, things are better now. That was three years ago and things are better now. Uh, but mom still hasn't been back in the office. She won't come into the office. She'll, she'll call and say, Hey, I'm downstairs. You want to go to lunch? Yeah. And we go downstairs and she's outside in her car uh, <laughs> or, Hey, I dropped something off in your pickup for you. That type of scenario. Like it, it's so I don't, you know, whatever, whatever we, whatever she had in her mind that, that it is what it is. And so uh, time heals a lot of wounds. And, but uh, yeah, so it was a slow precipitous, like every time you had to have a conversation and, and finally we just said, look, mom, it, it ends next month. Like all of it. Like I'm not, I'm not having this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to feel like I'm firing my mom 18 times. Sure. Yeah. Like just, let's just, let's get it over with. We're all going to be better off from that standpoint. <laughs> right. So if you had, um, you know, for any of our listeners who are thinking about buying, you know, their family business, taking it over, or they're just working in the family business, what's some advice that you could give to them that to save them a hard lesson that you've learned? So you always got to know what divorce looks like before you get into it. And so I think that's one of the things that, that most people don't think about it, right? If you're good friends, Corey, you said you fired some good friends, right? You don't go in with a contract and say, Hey, here's what it looks like if we break up. Most of the time it's like, ah, oh, no, we're going to figure it out. And then you get two years down the road and it's like, oh, sh man, this is, this is ridiculous. Like I shouldn't have to do this, but then you don't have a contract or a buy sell agreement. Like that's the first thing that needs to go in place. Like any business, anything like that, you know, I recommend getting a lawyer involved because contracts keep good friends, good friends. Yeah. And it outlines it right there. There's no gray area. I mean, my brother and I, that was, that was what we did whenever we bought the business, there's a buy sell agreement. It's triggered. It's, it's the same triggers on his side as they are on my side. Yep. And so it's, it's all right there. And 
lining that stuff out and knowing it from the word go, that, that gives you some peace of mind. That's great advice. It is. Great advice that so many people need to consider. The, the whole reason you purchased the business was because you wanted to take the business in a direction that your family didn't, your parents yeah. didn't. What pivots have you made since you, since you purchased the business that has been able to, you know, essentially make you grow? I'm assuming like the number of employees, it's about two and a half times. So, yeah. So we, we have shifted our focus to online sales, right? So we, we were selling about two bags of dog food a month online. Went back, this was seven years ago or 10 years ago. So 2010, we were selling two to five bags a month online through our website, right? Uh, now we're selling about a thousand a week. Wow. Through our website. Uh, and we're, we're pushing to get that to 2000. So that's part of it. Another part of it was we wanted to add freeze dryers. So we added freeze dryers, freeze dryers to our product mix and those that basically has completely overtaken that one customer that I was telling you that we had 65% of our revenue was coming from one customer. So we chopped him down to about 25% of our revenue now through growing these other avenues and other areas. And it's, it's definitely, we're in a niche market. And so that's one of those, the, the freeze dried is one of those investments that we had to make. We bought a facility, we stripped it down, put, you know, four or $5 million in it all together. And that was just an investment that they weren't willing to make, but it's paying for itself right now. How has, how, how have things been this year with COVID and have you, have you seen an impact or you're still steady growth? No, we're, we're still rocking and rolling. Uh, it, COVID was, was actually kind of a, I don't know if I'd say a blessing in disguise, but uh, from the online business, we saw our, we saw our monthly volume triple and it, and it hasn't backed down. And so it pushed all these people to, to come online. And so we've seen a great growth in, in our online and it, we had just rebuilt our website again and we, we've added different things to our, our website. You can customize your own bag of dog food. You can make your own bag of dog food, just like you're at a hibachi grill or whatever. Wow. Wow. And so we had all that lined out and COVID hit. Everybody went online. Chewy ran out of dog food. Amazon was running out of dog food and here we were. And so it it was great. It worked out well for us. It's been a struggle on the operation side, just from trying to keep people safe. And, and trying to make adjustments there. Supply chain has been a, has been a bear. Yes. And, you know, but overall we've, we, you just adapt and overcome, you know, sure. we, we were started in 1932. There was a pretty big events in 1932. <laughs> <laughs> just a few. Yeah. Just a few. <laughs> but it, it's, I mean, it's funny because people, regardless of, of their, financial situation, they will still find ways to spend money on their animals. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's the same. It's like, it, it's kind of like the, like the sin stocks. It's like alcohol, gambling, tobacco, throw, throw your pets in there too. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And absolutely. I think one of the, one of the um, big things that, you know, came with COVID was more people were buying pets because they were home and people were also really treating their pets better. Right. So yes. they were looking for higher quality products for their animals because they were spending so much time with them and realized the importance of their animals even more than they had prior. Cause people are crazy about their pets. Yes. So. Yeah, no, and that, and that's why we got the freeze dryers, and that's why my brother, if you want to, you can go look you look him up on YouTube. He did thirty days of dog food. He ate nothing but dog food, January one to January thirtieth. Wait, so for real? For real, nothing but dog food. Everybody asked me, "Oh, did he really?" I'm like, "No, he ate nothing but dog food." Well, that makes. Me- I, did his make his coat shiny? <laughs> he, he lost thirty pounds. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I was like, well, that made me feel better because when I was on your looking on your site, I was like, that actually looks pretty delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's great, man. I I, I got in on it too. Uh, not 30 full days, but yeah, he did, he did 30 days. And, you know, there again, we're a small enough company. We did it to prove a point. Mars, Purina, all those guys, they're not going to, their CEO, their owners are not going to eat dog food for 30 days. No, no. They probably don't feed it to their own pets. Yeah. (laughs) They they probably don't. (laughs) They don't know what they're feeding their pets properly. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, probably. Yeah. That, that's, that was also a, that hit, you know, that was in January. We've got a, we made a documentary out of it. You know, it just, it kind of mushroomed and did its own thing. And, you know, there again, the lesson from that is be consistent. Yeah, absolutely. I can't believe that your brother ate dog, nothing but dog food for 30 days. And I, I, I don't, is that on your website? Cause I don't know how I missed it. Yeah. I need to go back and look. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to so. order, and I'm going to order Corey some dog food. <laughs> <laughs> Get it. Get the get the meatballs, Corey. That's, okay. what, that's, what <laughs> that's it, It's all human grade. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, we need to start wrapping up. With this is great. We could have talked for hours with you about family business and transition. Um, but tell our listeners how they can find you and how they can order pet food. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at Bart Brother. I'm on Facebook. It's Chad Felderhoff. I'm on LinkedIn at Chad Felderhoff. Uh, you can go on to MunsterMilling.com, and it's it's really easy. You can go on. We we designed the website to almost look like Domino's Pizza. If you want to make your own custom bag of dog food, you can add bacon fat. Corey, you put bacon fat on your meatballs, man. <laughs> now you now you have him. Sold, <laughs> you get you get some bacon fat, or you get salmon oil, and, and you can add probiotics and, and all that kind of fun stuff that people really want. As you said, people are really in tune with what they want their pets to eat. And so we try to provide all those options out there and uh, it's, it's great. You can, you can go online, order orders over 49 bucks ship free. We'll have big black Friday sales. That was, that was one that uh, when we first started pushing online and mom was around and we did a, uh, mom and dad were around we did buy one get one free bags of dog food online for black friday we sold 500 bags that one black friday and it was it was uh it was kind of crazy 
They, wow. they didn't get it at all. <laughs> That's exciting though. And yeah. I, I love that, that you do a, a Black Friday sale. So good for you. Um, we will put all that information in the show notes on how people can find you. Thank you so much for coming on our show. And uh, thank you to our listeners. We, uh, we love that you guys tune in and listen. And you can connect with us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And you can also reach out to us and find out more information about us on sppace.com and bizquickpodcast.com. And while you're out there, subscribe to our podcast so you get notifications when new episodes are available. And like us and give us a review. And while you're out there, just go ahead and reach out to us about any topics you might want to hear us cover. Or if you want to be a guest, you can uh, sign up for it on bizquickpodcast.com. And we also have a book out. It's called Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. You can buy that on Amazon and you can click through our website to get there as well. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And this was BizQuick, helping small businesses across America.